Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin'. And when I think of the term gyro, I have a very distinct image in my mind. But there's a new Omaha restaurant that has caused me to kind of reshape my thinking on what a gyro can be and just how delicious it can be. And I am so excited to talk with these guys today. I've got Mo Abdallah and Faisal Fami, who are the owners of Euro Kings. They're joining me on the podcast today to to talk about just a style of gyro that Omaha needs to become more familiar with. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm always excited to talk about gyros, but yes. especially with two esteemed gentlemen like yourselves. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, before we even get into this podcast, because I think we're going to be teasing some taste buds, people are going to be wanting to know more about this place and where it is. I'm just going to start right off the bat. You guys are located at 632 Saddle Creek Road, if anyone's familiar with the old Sam's Euros, same spot. Same spot, yeah. So let's get into what a Euro can be, because I think when most people in Omaha think of a Euro, they're thinking of the Greek version. They're thinking... Your traditional Euro. Yes, some form of beef-lamb combination inside a pita with tzatziki, onions, tomatoes. That's it. You guys are doing (laughs) something very different. Tell me about it and tell me what style you're going for. So back home where I'm from, I'm from New Jersey originally. So back home when we used to go to the city, there would be a bunch of Euro spots. And then there would be mostly Middle Easterns like us, like Egyptians or from Syria or from anywhere. And they added the twist to it, which is adding more toppings to the sandwich, making their own sauce instead of tzatziki sauce, putting it over rice, doing all these things. So we, my family loved it. We would, every time we went to the city, we would always get this. So when I moved here to Omaha about 10 years ago, Sam's was here. He was doing that same style pretty much at the mall, Oakview Mall, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I liked the idea, and I thought it was cool. So then now, 10 years later, me and him decided to do it and change the game in Omaha. It's, like it's, it's really good in Jersey and New York, so why not do it here, change it? Because it's like everybody has your traditional Euro. Any Euro spot you go to is just going to be your traditional Euro. That's it. Some people change their sauce, and that's about it, but nothing about, like, the toppings. It's always the same thing, and it's always over the pita, and nothing special. So we wanted to bring that special to it and change it, and then we have our own style rice, of course. So, and, and I want to get into your style, but I want to start with that, that New York style because I think most people who are listening to this are still probably, they're trying to figure out exactly what that is. They're like, wait a second, there's a new style out there. From what I could tell, so I tried to do a little bit of research on this, this style of Euro, it, it was like a movement that kind of started in New York with around, the, around the 90s. Yes, with halal guys. Yeah, that's that, who I used to go to. <laughs> exactly. So it was chicken over turmeric rice with Correct. a white sauce. What was it about that dish that like implanted in your mind where even when you moved to Omaha, it was still like, man, I want that. It, it just changed the game like over rice. It's so good. It tastes really good. And then they had their own special white sauce. It wasn't tzatziki. It wasn't no cucumber sauce. It was like a garlicky sauce. So I thought that was really good, too. It went together, like, perfectly. And then the pita also, so you can still scoop it and eat it. But yeah. they chopped up the pita to, like, small pieces, so you just hit it with a fork, everything, just eat it all together. Yeah. Not like us. We changed it a little bit. We have, like, a salad on your own. This one, they have the salad in, like, a little corner, and then everything's on top of each other. So I want to change it a little bit just because so I can be different. But yeah, it's, it's everywhere over there. 
what are some other like indicators of your style? Probably the rice would be the main thing, you know, having yeah. like our own twist to the to the, the rice. rice. The and king sauce, the king spicy sauce. Yeah. That's what's really different from And the most spicy people. salad. They don't do that out yeah. there. So that's, what's what's the flavor profile of the king sauce? Somebody's listening to this, they're trying to figure out what what's king sauce? A lot of dairy in there. So we use dairy. Uh, obviously, I don't want to, like, give out. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not asking you to give out the trade secrets here. Uh, it's something really that replaces the cucumber sauce and tzatziki sauce, but it really complements the food really well. It goes together really good. Yeah. yeah, we try to find something that will go good together with the food, and that worked. And I love how you said, like, every bite tastes different. That's yes. one of our main goals, like, not having the same meal and everything is just the same. Yeah. Exactly. Different flavors, different things. Yeah. That's And like I said in that video that you're referencing, that's my main complaint with rice bowls is like you're pretty much getting the same, the same bite thing. over yeah, and over same. again. But when you get a rice bowl or a rice platter from Euro Kings, I mean, you could get the beef, you could get the chicken, you got two different sauces. Two different sauces I yeah. mean, I, I take the salad and I yeah. just mix it in there with and everything. So then do. you've then you've got everything all together at once. And yeah, yeah every single bite is it's, it's just like I'm not exactly sure now. what I, what I'm <laughs> yes. getting in this bite, but I'm here for yes, it. That's true. No, that's the whole purpose. Yeah. That salad is changes everything. Because you get to pick your salad too. Mm-hmm. It's not like halal guys, you only got lettuce, tomato, onion. That was it. Like you had no choice. That was the salad you get. And yeah. your rice and your chicken, or if you want just all rice, or I mean all chicken or all beef. But yeah, so we changed it a little bit and brought it to Omaha. Now we got to talk about chicken too, because I think, again, when most people think of a gyro, they're thinking of either lamb or probably more common the beef lamb combo yeah. that they see roasted on the spit and then it gets cut off and everything. And don't get me wrong, I love a beef here. I got nothing wrong yeah, with that. Me too. But, but you guys, chicken. Yeah. Oh, on that gyro, that's a game changer. Like, it is so moist and so juicy, and whatever that marinade is, yeah. like, do not change it. <laughs> it is, is, so that it, was his plan. Like, we need to come with a recipe that will make our chicken bladder the number one. <laughs> that was his plan, yeah. Why specifically the chicken platter? Why did that I have mean, to like be over, number one? Over rice, but, like, because the chicken is homemade. Yeah, like the gyro we buy. Like you said, you you can buy the spit from anywhere. Anybody can buy that and have that same taste. But you can't buy my recipe to make the chicken. Yeah, so the chicken has to be number one. Signature. Is chicken a big thing up in New York too? Yes. Everybody's going to be known for their like. There's another guy now that's taken over the game over there. Who's that? Not halal guys. It's called Adil's famous food truck. Oh yeah. Come up. Yeah, the lines for three hours long. Like, oh, it's crazy. Crazy. Oh shoot! The scene out there is crazy compared to here, of course. Tell me more about it, because like I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Is it just like food carts on Everywhere. every corner? Every corner, yeah. and there's always going to be like three or four that are like the big ones that make it, that their food it's like signature or known. Yeah. So this guy puts barbecue sauce in the white sauce, and then this green sauce. I think which he puts I don't like four sauces on yeah. it, or he three like sauces. <laughs> yeah, it's. And he's known for his chicken. His chicken is like red. It's Whoa. super red. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What well, this is Adil's? Yeah. It's called Adel's Famous Food Truck in New York City. I'm looking this up, right? This doesn't make for very good podcasting, but I, I like, have to know. Yeah. So, Faisal, have, have you been to New York? Have you experienced this, or are you just kind of living through, living vicariously through him? Actually, when I came from yeah. Egypt 2012. <laughs> That's him. Uh, oh, my gosh. He's killing the game. This is, like, crazy. That yeah, is and vibrant it, red. And Looks he delicious. puts two rices. He puts a spicy rice and then a regular yellow rice like we do. Like the, this video right here will show you how he does it. It's crazy. Look, that's the lines all the time. That's insane. We're looking at a line of like, yeah, you weren't kidding, like 60 yeah. people. And this looks like it's 10, 11 at night. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and he's there until 5 so in the morning. he just chops it all. R- spicy rice. Then he gives you the yellow rice on top. Wow. And then he'll put three or four sauces. Holy cow. And they're Egyptian too. And the the thing that's interesting is, I mean, when we're, when we're talking, you put sauces on there. You guys are not skimpy with the sauces. No. It is liberal. <laughs> it like and normally I'm not a huge sauce guy. Like I love the flavor of sauces, but I I tend to you know I'm probably a minimal sauce person on spaghetti yeah. or even on burgers or anything like that. But with you guys, yeah, just get all that yeah. sauce up in there, mix it with that rice. Why so much sauce? Like why so generous? I, go ahead. Yeah, you go. Because I think it's because of the rice. Yeah? Yeah. 
like when you put a lot of sauce on top of the meats and then you mix it with the rice down there, it's, it's just perfect. Because the yeah. rice moist. If yeah. I give it just a little bit on top, you're going to need more sauce later on for the rice. Yeah, It's so going to be more dry. You just save us a trip coming back yes, to sir. ask for more sauce. Yes, how, how, how nice of you. <laughs> Thank you. And some people are like, keep going, keep going. I'm like, okay, <laughs> are you sure? Drown it, yes. Yeah. Okay, and you said that you were from Egypt, and I know that you guys have some Egyptian influence in your Euro. Like, tell me a little bit about that. What, what how is, because I, I don't have, like, really any exposures to Egyptian food, so how is how are those influences, like, influencing your Euros and your Euro platters now? It would be the spicy salad for sure. Okay. That's 100%. It's like Egyptian, Egyptian spicy salad. Yeah. yeah, and I would say the rice, that's... Pretty much it. And then the chicken is not really Egyptian. It's just a marinade that I came up with. Because even back home, like, most of our meals with, with rice, like, seafood, we have special, special rice, rice for seafood. Yeah. Like, grilled meats, we have special rice for grilled meat. Like, it's all over rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, like, we knew it's going to... Rice platter is going to be much way... Like, a better way to have a gyro as a meal, a full meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just, like, a sandwich or... Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I want to be clear to anyone who's watching or listening right now. You can come in and you can have a great Euro sandwich at Euro Kings. And I remember on my first visit, my dad and I came in. We each got Euros and we were sitting there and we were really happy. And But you guys were like, next time you got to get the rice. Like, yeah. th- that's the way to do it. And, yeah, I came in next no. time and I was like, shoot. Yeah. Like, no offense, Euro. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not coming back yeah. to the pita anymore. No, this no. is where it's at, the it rice is. platter. That's how I like it. Yeah. Okay, now, the other menu item that i got to ask you about is the falafel. Because every other preparation of falafel that I've ever seen is made from ground up chickpeas. And I've, I've had some... I've had some less good versions of that. And I've had some excellent versions yeah. of that. But you guys using fava beans instead of chickpeas. How does that change the texture and the flavor profile to you to make a better falafel i feel like it gives it a nuttier taste i would agree yeah so it makes it more crunchy that's 100 percent egyptian the whole like fava bean thing we never eat it with chickpeas back home i've never had it with chickpeas in my life my mom makes it with fava beans everywhere you go in egypt you get it with fava beans and we also have fava bean dip like that we eat also not just make falafel so we use fava bean for two things you make like a bean dip and then you have the falafel that's a breakfast for us really yeah breakfast yeah mainly breakfast it's way better than oatmeal and toast (laughs) we need to start bringing that over here more often so and the other thing that make it really different like instead of using the dried spices we use green spices veggies okay yeah which most people should do that but some places don't that's why it won't be as green inside like, for example, if you use, like, parsley, instead of using parsley, dried parsley flakes or whatever, use, like, fresh parsley. Yeah. So trying to make or fresh cilantro. ingredients, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we've talked a lot already about how different you guys' offerings are from what the average Omahan expects from a Euro. So I imagine you've had some pretty fun conversations or interactions when people come into Euro Kings and they're looking around... You know, maybe, maybe they even order and they, they see what you guys are doing. They're like, whoa, where, where's the tzatziki or something yeah, like that? always ask about that. Have you, like, what kind of conversations have you had with people to educate them on exactly what you're doing? Mostly about the tzatziki. Everybody's like, oh, do you have tzatziki? I'm like, no, it's our own special sauce. Oh, what is that? So we'll let him try. He'll make him a little sample. Like how I think you had the sample once too with the rice and then he'll mm-hmm. give chicken and beef and then he'll put both sauces and let them try and then they're like, oh, yep, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. They're like, nope, I don't care about the ziki now because it tastes good, you it know. It tastes really good. Like it goes together really well. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things you just kind of have to experience it. Like we can talk yeah. about it for the next hour and people will be like, oh, that sounds that sounds good. Yeah. But then you go in and you try it. And I think you have to, you don't have to, but I would highly recommend getting the two sauces because I think that the mild yes. one that's got the more garlic, when it plays with the little, and it's not super spicy, but the little yeah. bit of heat yeah. and the spicy, those two just come together and yeah. make magic. Yeah. And, and we did this on purpose. Like we have the salad is really spicy and we have the sauce is like four out of 10. So if people want to try both, 
they can handle it. Most people can handle it. Yeah. They can amp up yeah. the heat and, if they and want to. And we want them to take both because it tastes really good. It's a lot of flavor in it. Yeah. Something else that you guys do that I just want to highlight and that I don't think every Euro place does this, and whether it's the chicken or it's the Euro meat, you're finishing that on the flat top. So you're not just cutting it off the spit yeah. and then putting it in a sandwich. But you're putting it on that griddle and getting that es- extra, like, crispy, crispy bits on it. Yeah. Oh, and man. That's what these guys do out there. So I wanted the same thing. And to be honest, it's kind of like raw when you get it. Like, that's not full. Because, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, the outside like is It's going to be burned outside, but from inside. How about they nah. cut it thick? Like, how I don't want to say any other restaurant names. Sure. But if they cut it thick, you know, then the inside of it is still raw. So... Have, have you had <laughs> customers come in that are familiar with that style from up in New York? I had a few, yeah. We had people come straight for here. Heard, oh, you guys are heard of like, you're like New York, so I want chicken over rice because they already know. Especially Seriously? when you start yeah. chubbing, the, chubbing the chicken on the grill. Like, yeah, because you guys come they from do. New York or <laughs> they, they know it. Yeah, we had a few. They'll come and be like, I want the chicken over rice, like New York. And I'm like, all right, man. That's really cool. Yeah. How fun has it been for you to bring something not completely new, because you mentioned that Sam's was doing this previously, but... A little different than Yes, us. you guys yeah. are doing... You've made some tweaks from Sam's, and I, I think your popularity, nothing against Sam's, but has surpassed his a little bit. Yeah. I think you're getting some customers that did, never did not there. come into his place. <laughs> yeah. How fun has it been for you to like introduce this brand new thing to people, really? It's a dream come true, yeah. really. That's been it's my dream, is to have a restaurant and serve people and then i always wanted to do it with like somebody that i can get along with so me and faisal were like been friends for 10 years now since i moved to omaha yeah. so couldn't be any better to okay be honest. let's get into that how did you guys meet where did the friendship start oakview mall, oakview mall yeah. i came here i had my own business i used, I used to design shirts at the malls really mm-hmm. so i had a location at oakview mall and he was working at sam's at the mall like eight years ago yeah so i went to get food we and I met him, and then we linked right away, like immediately. The first conversation, we became best friends. <laughs> I swear, it was like, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. we talked, and it's like, you're off tomorrow, yeah, you're off tomorrow, yeah. Okay, we're gonna hang out tomorrow. Sure. I don't have a, I didn't have a car at the time. He came, picked me up, and we hanged out the whole day. What did you guys and do? Just, just hanging out, and we went to the park. We stayed at home. We played some dominoes, and it was, yeah, first time. FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> we played FIFA and had PlayStation. Yeah. Did you? When you were working at Sam's, did, like, was was that just a job? Was were you, you like interested in having a career in the food industry, or kind of wh- where did you start from, Faisal? No, actually, it was like a job to me. Yeah, and I was working with them, and I learned a lot from them. But later on, after they left, like, I loved the food, and I know I can do more with it, and I can make people like love it even more. So that's why, let's, yeah, we made a plan and we did it. <laughs> did you, Mo? Did you have any? experience or background in the culinary industry yeah so a lot of my jobs i've done was cooking back home okay. I, would, I did a lot of breakfast cooking i actually worked in a cart in new york city with my uncle back in the day really i was like 18 yeah a breakfast cart no that one was euros and stuff like ah, that. ah gotcha okay but i've worked at a breakfast restaurant back in the day yeah so and he has a flat tub in the house and he liked to grill and cook he loved to cook <laughs> yeah. we both do so cook a lot of food at home yeah. what i what i really I, I really like about you guys is i mean you, you know you're talking about this is this is a food that distinctly ties you back to growing up in the northeast and yeah. even working on a cart with your uncle and face all i mean this was you know kind of your introduction to the culinary field in in, in omaha like how meaningful is it to you guys that you're kind of for most omahans you're the ones who are introducing this style of cuisine and this food to them for the first time. That I mean, that's got to, like, mean something it to makes, you, right? It makes me happy. Uh, yeah, it's honest. a real pleasure to see people loving it and coming back for it. That's so much. We've been seeing a lot of good feedback, which is, definitely makes us happy. So it shows that our hard work is actually working because we've been busting our butts, you know, like hard to clean that place, to turn it around, to make it known again because it fell apart. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Okay, so I I need to rewind a little bit, go back in the origin story. So you guys somehow best friends from day one. Like, it just happened. (laughs) How how did that friendship progress? And, I mean, 
at what point did you start like was was food a common thread in your friendship from the yeah, very beginning yeah. we always cook food together like home egyptian foods like home make something bring it over my house i'll make something or we'll all have like a like at, together we'll all meet up at like sundays because we're always always ahead of sundays off from our other jobs too so we'd all hang out grill or do something like all of our friends we have a few egyptian friends so they would all come with their families kids if they have them you know and they just link up because <laughs> there's only a few of us so you want to like be tight you know sure back in new jersey there's thousands you know, it's not like here. Here's just a small community. Big Arab communities back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At what point does the thought of owning a restaurant together, not necessarily Euro Kings, but just like any restaurant, you know, in general, like, Me hey, him? yeah, together. I think two years ago. Okay. What, what was the thought there? Do you guys remember that conversation? Kind of like all I said was like, I think we should open something together. And then he's like, yeah, let's do it. And we were, no, we were going for the euros right away. Like we were, you knew. Yeah, yeah. That's what we wanted to so do. So we wanted like, to do the gyros or either like authentic Egyptian food. Like we have like a bar and grill, like a big store and you have all Egyptian food. But that was like really tough to do. And you have to have a big staff. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the future. And I want to so talk, I want to talk about the future. Forward, yeah. But, like, talk to me a little bit about Egyptian food because you guys have said, you know, that that's what we like to cook, you know, just mm-hmm. when we're friends together. I know that the, the goal at some point, you know, I just knew that you wanted to do, like, Egyptian specials on Saturdays, but now you're talking potentially having that be a lot more of the business model. Like, what types of food are we talking here? So I'm not sure if you ever had Egyptian food, but ours... No, it's, I want to hear about it. It'd be it. like a sit-down eat, though, like not fast, because it'd be either rice with some yeah. potatoes. We, we eat rice with potatoes, which people probably think it's crazy, but yeah, that we do. That sounds awesome. Like with red potatoes and meat in it, or we have this special soup called malocheya. Malocheya is made out of this leaf called malocheya, which I think in English is... Uh, it's very, I, can, I don't even know the name of it in English, to be honest, but it's a leaf. Okay. And, they just grind it up and make a soup out of it. That's like the number one Egyptian dish right there. Like everybody in Egypt loves it. Yeah. So if we brought that here, I think it would change the game. For but sure. I don't know. It'll, it'll take a lot of work, you know, because you can't be the only guy know how to do it all because it's it's going to be tough. Hmm. So okay. it's, we get we get the leaves, you chop them, and then you put them with some water and then seasonings to it, and it has a specific seasoning it, that's really good and shrimp <laughs> and very over healthy, rice very healthy which one day we'll do that for a special that that's going to change everybody's thought of ever eating shrimp over rice because we have a special rice for fish it's called the fisherman rice back home really yeah, yeah. i love that specific oh, rice, yeah. so good <laughs> seriously you will never eat rice with fish but that ever, ever again. Oh man, I want to ask you so many questions about it, but I don't want to like give anything away. So I'll just, I'll just have to come taste it. And yeah, and I think hopefully soon we've been actually th- talking about it. That's the one meal that we might start here soon to do, like on specials for Saturdays. And does it still get topped with all the sauce we'll and everything, or is this sauce. different? Oh, this is a tahini sauce. Yeah. Okay, we're talking yeah, now. This gets tahini. Gosh, you guys excite <laughs> me so much. Just the excitement that you have about food and about. You know, the ideas of, of bringing these these foods that most people like me have never tasted and would probably love, but we just need somebody to give it to us. To be honest, it's a lot of mom's recipes, but we just add twists to them just to change them up a little bit. Uh-huh. A lot of them are, yeah, we call them up like, hey, mom, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> They're the pros, you know, uh-huh. especially when it comes to like our style food, like Egyptian food. Yeah. So. And that's how we made the rice pudding in the store. Yeah. That was, mm. That's mom's recipe. Right How can I get the that's recipe? some good yeah. rice pudding. Yeah. It's different for sure. And, and what's your twist on that? You said you like to take There's, mom's recipes, put a twist on it. This one, actually, we kept it completely hers because you don't mess with she, mom's yeah, rice pudding. Not with that one, yeah. She's the pro at that. There's no milk in that at all. So it's rice with milk, but with no milk. That's the twist. That's Wait, the what? Big twist. It's not yeah. like not. I mean, not like a plain milk. Not oh, like whole God, milk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There's no whole milk at all. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about Certified Piedmontese. There are certain moments in your life that are so remarkable, you'll just never forget them. 
I distinctly remember the first time that I watched LeBron James play basketball and the first time I saw the original Star Wars. The sheer awe I had in those moments changed the way I look at basketball and movies, respectively, moving forward. The same goes to stake, thanks to certified Piedmontese. The rib cap at Casa Bovina is so rich, decadent, and fork tender that it is seared into my brain. But you don't have to dine at Casa Bovina to have that same life-changing experience. This beef is so delicious, even the average home cook can look like a superstar using these steaks, roasts, and ground beef. Trust me, I know from experience. Check out all the options on certifiedpiedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order. It's time to start creating new beef-centric memories that'll stay with you forever. And now, back to my guest. Okay, so getting back to the origin story. So you just casually throw it out. Hey, we should do a concept together. You know that it's going to be Euros. How did you start down the path to take this just idea and make it a reality? So we were looking for places for a while, me and him. And then I went to Egypt to go visit because I haven't been there in a long time. Then when we came back, we saw Sands was closed. And we were like, oh, wait, he closed. Maybe that place is up for a rent or sale or whatever. So we were calling the place, trying to get it, and it took forever. But we finally got it, and then we did it. But, yeah, it was, it was tough. I was looking at a lot of places, but I really wanted that one just because I already had everything, as in, like, the hood and all that. I didn't have to go do all that. And it was already known as a Euro place, so... And it's a really good location. Yeah, it's a little weird over there sometimes, but it's a nice location right across from Mama's. Mama's is always busy. The Saddle Creek is always busy. So we figured if we can get this place, at least get our name out there there, and then we can do whatever we want after, expand or whatever, maybe go out west. But that's future. So So what did you guys do just in your communication to immediately differentiate yourselves. I mean, obviously it's a different name, but I remember when I first ate at Euro Kings and then I posted about it, everybody was, and I'd never eaten at Sam's. So everybody's pat, posting, like they're asking me and commenting. They're like, Hey, is this just Sam's euros? Is this in the old Sam's euros location? I was like, I have, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Like, how did you kind of, what kind of messaging do you have to have to kind of break away from Sam's and say, yeah, Sam's was great, but this is something different? I was going to say, even if people confusing it, if like the food looked the same or like same color or same anything, but still the, we changed the flavor somehow. For the rice, we changed the chicken 100%. The sauce. Yeah, the sauce is completely different. But yeah, he had the same concept. And that's why we wanted to bring it back home after they left. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we know it's really good meals to have like gyros with rice or this, but yeah, it was all good. And they're all gone, so it was our opportunity to take it and start it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think when a lot of people think of owning a restaurant, they, they think about cooking the food and having the recipes and everything. And that's certainly very important because mm-hmm. if you don't have good food, you're not going to have business. Of course. But there's so much more that goes into it. There's the permits. There's, uh, you oh, know, yeah. health, health department. Yeah, all kinds of paperwork. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know a tenth of it. You guys have lived it. What, like, how do you get yourself up to speed on all the other stuff? I mean, I'm sure you guys went in and you're feeling like, we got our recipes down. We know we can cook. We know we can make great food. But you got to have the other stuff, too. How did you get yourself up to speed on, like, more of the business aspect of it? So a lot of research, of course. I had to. And I owned my own business originally or before. So I kind of, like, knew a little bit about owning a business. But the permits and all that, that was the biggest headache, of course. It was trying to get all the Sorry. permits, contact the health department, contact all the recipes and all that. I wasn't even worried about that. I already I we already had, knew we had that, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know I got killer yeah. food, whatever. Yeah, the food I was worried about, seriously. I was so worried about getting that place cleaned and looking sharp because you have no idea how this place looked when we got it. Well, tell me. Because so, I think it was abandoned for one year. Maybe like a year or, and a half. Or something oh, like shoot. That. Yeah, that it was really bad yeah, inside. I, had, I, I guess they kicked them out or something. I'm not sure because okay. I had like a no trespassing sign on the door when we got it. You literally stuck to the floor when you walked in. Yeah, it was horrible. From the grease and all of that. I don't know from what it was, but it was nasty. It took us about two and a half months to get it to where it's at now. 
to clean it, and, and we did it all ourselves. Paint it, clean it, do it all. And I've never painted it in my life. <laughs> Seriously, I know you probably painted enough for the rest of your life. You're yeah. just like, I'm good. No, I'm done now. <laughs> but we did it somehow. And uh, we had, of course, help from friends that helped us. And then we waxed the floor. We did it all to get it back to speed. But yeah, the permits and all that stuff took forever. Finally got that all done, figured out the tax information and all that stuff, the LLC and all that fun stuff. Got that done. And then now we finally opened. And then you came in and changed the game, to be honest, when you came in. We'll we'll get to that. I I want to talk more about, like, creating the restaurant. Like, so restaurant design. I mean, that's huge in yeah, figuring out you know the color theme yeah the, the color theme where do guests sit where where where's like the the napkin and utensil station you know how how are we going to design the i don't want to say kitchen because it's more of like a front-facing space but like yeah. a you know basically an area for us to be able to cook and do our dance together mm-hmm. while getting customers checked out how did you guys design all that actually you just mentioned that we designed it all Except for the kitchen, because we wanted the kitchen to be like more of a hidden, like people don't have to deal seeing the smoke or uh-huh. yeah. But other than that, yeah, we if we're gonna make a change, that's gonna be it. <laughs> but designing it, yeah, the color scheme, we we just thought I personally was like I think the yellow and black would look great. I think if we did all yellow and then just one small black wall and put that big mirror that we put the picture of the Egypt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think the, the color scheme would look good because, like I said, I used to design stuff, like shirts and stuff, so I already have that design mindset. And it went together perfectly, I think. I think it looks great because at first people would be like, no, black, that's too dark. It's going to be bringing it down. It's not yeah, good for our restaurant, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just wait till it's done. I'm yeah. like, just wait. It's going to look great. Because they're yeah. just thinking of a whole black wall, not thinking about the pictures or anything. Or the yellow that's yeah. coming next. And yeah. None of that. I think the aesthetic comes together really nicely. And those yeah, shirts okay. are sick. Thank you. Which, now that I know that you have a background in shirt design, that does not surprise me one he bit. Made a, <laughs> he made the T-shirts, he too. did a heck of a job. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, menu design. I mean, you guys have talked about, you've got all these Egyptian dishes that you're so excited about and you would love to bring to Omaha, but you haven't done that yet. Yeah. You've pared it Zero. back. Like, you've said, we're just sticking with euros. How hard was that to... Because it is so important, especially when you have a small restaurant and when it's you guys working, to have that really locked-in focus to make sure that you are executing the dishes that you're offering to the highest degree and you're not spreading yourself too thin. I love that you guys do that, but that's hard. How did you have to force yourselves to focus and say, this stuff's all great, maybe we'll offer that in the future, but right now it's euros. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, it's... The Egyptian restaurant is really, really way bigger than a Giro yeah. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Way, way big, need bigger. Space. You need like two professional chefs to work with you. Yeah, there's a lot to least. make. There's it's a lot of food so to much, make. Yeah, you got to go to New York or Cali for that. They have them everywhere. Some foods take two hours to prep. Some foods take overnight to prep. Some food, yeah, it's a lot. But so just me and him starting up and first time, yeah, we can handle the Giro together. Because yeah, we, say, we, we both this. know and we both cook. Get known and then slowly bring in the Egyptian food within the specials on Saturdays. Like, mm-hmm. all right, one day is this Egyptian meal, then next Saturday maybe it's this Egyptian meal, then kind of like introduce people because nobody knows really what uh, Egyptian food what people, is. Yeah. They're only used to Middle Eastern food, not yeah. Egyptian food. There's a big difference. Everybody makes their own kebabs. Everybody makes their own. Everybody's the best at this, and you know, so... Like, you're going to have Turkish going to say, well, they have the best shish kebabs. And then you're going to have uh, Syrian who will say, I have the best shawarma. And everybody's going to say that. So it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of things to do. But we want to do it slowly, slowly do the fish and, and shrimp first with the rice. I think that's going to be the first dish we're going to bring into the, to the table soon. Shrimp over rice. Well, I just want to commend you guys for having that patience because I've seen restaurants crash and burn because they have all these ideas and they try and just launch them all right off the bat, especially but, yeah. as first-time restaurant owners. And no, it, it's not good. E- even talented chefs and talented cooks, it can go very poorly. So yeah, just saying we're going to take one step, we're going to get established, 
Then we can take the next step. Then we can take the next step. That's like actually building a business versus just dropping a business into the deep end and saying, let's see if it swims. And why are you going to give everybody everything you got right away? Slowly give it to them. Mm -hmm. You know, let them try it first. Maybe they won't like it Mm -hmm. instead of just going all out with it. Right. So I think the gyros or gyros or euros, whatever you want to call them, uh, it's very common. So everybody knows what it is. So now when you add a twist to it with the rice and stuff, they're like, oh, I'm interested. I want to I want to see this. I want to try it out. It's familiar enough that you're not giving them something brand new. Exactly. But it's like, here's something, you know. But in a little bit different form. Try right? this with it. Try then, with this rice. And then you get their trust. And then you can do a little bit different with the shrimp and the fish. Yeah. And then you can start introducing more and more and more. Man, look at you guys. Exactly. You're thinking like, this is like 4D chess. <laughs> You're thinking three steps ahead. You need to be. Yeah. You know? For sure. Especially in the restaurant business. Because you can't just go all in like that. Mm-hmm. You got to go slowly. Because, I mean, even the small restaurants, there's still so many details to it. Like you said, you're talking about the napkins, where you want to put your register or a grill, where you're going to cook. Uh, there are so many details, even to small restaurants. I mean, even as simple as what silverware yeah, are, are we yeah, going to provide? What, what takeout so boxes are we going to order? Like, like, should yeah. we get regular plates for them to sit in here and then to-go boxes for them to go? Or should I just give everybody to-go boxes? Like yeah, all so, that. Yeah. They're just the minute details yeah. that no one would ever think of. Yeah. All of a sudden, as a business owner, you have to start making those and decisions. Permits and pay here and pay there. That's, it's a lot. But we, we wanted to do it, so we did it. It's literally my dream, so you're finally make, living it. So. You're making it happen. Yeah. When, when did that dream form? Oh, yeah, since I was a kid. Oh, Not yeah. like young, young, but like 18, 19 when I was doing these jobs with that. I always wanted something. Like, and anybody that I've ever cooked for, like even my friends, they're always like, you need to have a restaurant. But mostly Egyptian food that I cooked. And they're like, you need to have a restaurant. Which is crazy because I've never really lived in Egypt. So usually I learned all this on my own, like calling my mom. And she would, when I lived in college, she would tell me what to do and then I would do it. Then I just messed up a lot, got better and better and better. <laughs> That's how it is. And now I'm just doing it. <laughs> so uh, I'm fascinated by that. So your soft opening was October 6th. And then I think you guys opened like for real the next day, October 7th, 2023. So for you, Mo, I mean, you've had this dream for most of your life of owning a restaurant. When you actually open the, like unlock the door and open it up for the first time, what was that like for you? It was very exciting, especially when the first customer came in, because then it's like, oh, wow, like we're doing it, you know, and somebody's here. Becoming a reality. <laughs> yeah, like the dream is becoming real, especially that I know I'm not working for somebody. I know I'm working for myself. So that was that was definitely really nice. And it shows that, like, you can do it, you know, like for anybody that's watching, you can do it. You just got to put your mind to it and just do it. You got to do it. Keep chasing your dreams. Don't stop. Like, I don't know. I'm still chasing it. The Egyptian restaurant is really my dream with the outside, sitting on the rooftop with the hookah that's coming Omaha one day. Oh, man. <laughs> I so, can't wait. So. One day. Uh, so, like, I mean, you guys have talked about You knew that the food was good. There, there was no doubt about that. But still, as you're serving customers for the first time, are you kind of like... You know, peeking over at tables, being like, are they liking it? Yeah, is, is it- I ask every customer. We <laughs> did. <laughs> we don't leave them. But how was it? Do you like it? Yeah, I want to know. Because I want to know if I'm doing it good or not, you know. Mm-hmm. So we always ask literally every customer. Both of you when, you, think, when you think back to those first couple days, whether it's the soft open or the first day that you're open, what are some of the first memories that pop to the front of your mind? Well, for me, I had a daughter on the 12th. So <laughs> I, mean, I think that was the day after you came. Yep. So my bad. Well, I was with her at the hospital and then I got a call like I have a line and I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to leave. I didn't even get to see her get born. Really? Yeah. So I had to leave Ooh, to come help him. He was alone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that was definitely the, the highlight of the whole opening. And because that was within a week. Big group came in. I was like, I saw Dan Hobbins post. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I know you guys have said that I've helped a lot for business. Maybe. I don't know. I just, just I just try and get the word out there. You guys are the ones who are creating the great food. And, and yeah, Claire reached out to me, and she's like, hey, there's that's Mo's wife. And she's like, hey, 
I had no idea that she was pregnant, much less days away from giving <laughs> yeah. birth. But she was just like, hey, my husband just opened this place. They're, they're doing euros with an Egyptian twist. And she sent the menu. And I was like, I love euros. This sounds really good. I want to try something different. And it was, it was coming in and just experiencing that was just such a cool time. And you guys are so welcoming and friendly. And you break down the menu and say, okay, here's what's different than what you're expecting from a euro. And it really just set the scene for a good time. Mm-hmm. Even the sandwich is different because you can put so much toppings on there. Yeah. You get to pick it, whatever you want. So it's nice. Some people even put pickles because we have pickles, but we do it with the falafel. I, th- I think that's weird. <laughs> Some people want that. That, like, that wouldn't be my speed, me but I mean, if that fits your palate, <laughs> yeah. then like, more yeah, I mean, power to you, I suppose. Like, I love cucumbers and my gyros. Yeah. They don't serve them anywhere. Like, it's just lettuce. I mean, not even lettuce, no, lettuce. tomatoes, onions, and just. Tzatziki. Well. Yeah. Cucumber on gyros, it does change. Cucumber it is so really good. good. Yeah. We, fresh, I, I, I love it cucumber. personally. I just, I Me love too. it. Yeah. And actually, I've gotten that comment before like, oh, that cucumber on there changes yeah. it. Uh-huh. The, Instead cu- of the, sauce. the cucumber, gyro meat, and the white sauce, they go together perfectly. So, the, no other place serve cucumbers on the gyros. I, I haven't seen one yet. Well, it's a good addition. Just adds that nice little, like, crunch. fresh pop. Yeah, some the, the, crunch, a little bit of. Because cucumbers are very watery, yeah. so it yeah. gives it a little bit of moisture. And if you think about it, if there is no tzatziki sauce in other restaurants, they have a cucumber sauce to go on the gyro. Well, mm. tzatziki is so a cucumber just, sauce, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. yeah, but more yogurt. Yeah. Yogurt and cucumber yeah. and dill. Mm. Well, yeah. We're here to change the game. So, <laughs> first of all, you are a crazy man, Mo, for opening a restaurant like... <laughs> Obviously, you never know when a baby is going to be well, born, exactly. but you have that general time frame, and it, it happened that you opened a restaurant and had that a baby. second child within the same week. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, it, I know that you can't plan that, but no. like, <laughs> what what was that like? My mind was everywhere. So it's like my mind is with Claire and the business, but I was there serving, so I didn't know what to do. But after I was done, I think we closed that nine and cleaned up i went to the hospital that night and stayed there till like one or two and then came back to gyro kings the next day to work we're doing it i don't know you're doing it that's the hard times so i've i've seen a lot of restaurants open in omaha i can probably count on one hand ones that have just exploded out of the gates like you guys have. I mean, it is just, I go online and it's just, even before I visited, it's Euro Kings, Euro Kings, Euro Kings. And normally, you know, you see mostly positive reviews and then some people are like, oh, you know, it was okay. Or I had high expectations and didn't quite get there. And everybody's just like, with you guys, just like fire emojis. And it's like totally lived up to the hype and all this stuff. What do you think, I mean, what was it about you guys that allowed you to just, hit the ground running so hard i'm surprised too i i want to say it's mom's prayers i don't know (laughs) (laughs) prayers go a long way Uh, i was surprised too to be honest we thought it was gonna like take off in a year when we're like known like people know who we are and try our food but no it did take off like immediately it was crazy I don't know, to be honest. I don't know how it happened. I don't know if it was you. I don't know. I think (laughs) it's both, I think, because we love to cook. We love serving people. And then when a guy like you comes through, honest man, people trust you and people, like, believe you. And you're just honest to the people. They listen to you and they come and try the food. And, yeah, it's true. They they love the food, yeah. It's not like you're just saying nice words about our restaurant. It's true, you love the food. And what makes me happy too is everybody commenting something different. So it's like, oh, I love the the combo player. But you didn't talk about the falafel. And then there's the other ones like, oh, you didn't talk about the salad. Or you didn't. It's like everybody's mentioning different things, which is nice. That makes us, that means they like all of it, Mm -hmm. which which is awesome. So you guys come in with an expectation that, you know, you're hopeful that you'll be busy, but you know, tempered expectations saying, we're going to grow this, we'll be known in a year. Yeah. When all of a sudden, when that, timeline gets yanked into like two weeks yeah how do you adjust on the fly because i mean i'm sure that there's your you have to adjust your own hours you have to adjust how much food we're ordering i mean maybe you adjust the hours the restaurant's open i don't know like what adjustments are you making on the fly to accommodate this crazy amount of business that you didn't see coming 
we had to go to the do food shopping almost every day random, at one point. Yeah, yeah random go, stuff. Go, go, go. We're out of this now, go. We're out of this, go grab it. <laughs> out of, yeah, we really need this tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It, and yeah. the first three and we have, weeks, it's just me and him. So when it got busy, it was just me and him. It was crazy. I don't even know how we did it, but we did it. Yeah. Now we have help on the weekends, but... I was going to say, I hope you guys... Because the couple times that I've been in, it, it has just been you. I was yeah. gonna, I hope that you guys have added at least one or two yeah. people. Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> yes, we added one. Good. That gives you a little, a little bit, bit of sanity. Because yeah. one could be on the grill. The other one is taking the orders, and then she can ring people up. So it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So we've talked a good deal about the future of Euro Kings, but I, I kind of want to hone in a little bit, like, not not getting into the full-on Egyptian restaurant itself yet, but just Euro Kings. Yeah. Other than the specials on Saturdays, how do you see Euro Kings continuing to grow and evolve in the future? Well, the goal is to open, obviously, a second location of the same exact thing, same style. Euro Kings maybe, like, not way out west, but, like, a little bit out west, just so for the people that don't have to travel. Because I have people come like, oh, I drove all the way from Fremont, or I drove all the way from uh, 180th. And I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty far. 40 minutes <laughs> so to So maybe like us. 120th, yeah. 140th, somewhere around these areas like that. That's the goal, like maybe in, hopefully in a year or two. But, yeah, we always just keep giving the same food. If anything, just be the specials every Saturday. I wouldn't want to add anything else to the menu, to be honest. I wanted to keep it as basic as possible. It's better focus on what we got. It's better that way than just keep playing around and adding more stuff. Then, then you're just adding too much headache to yourself, too. So I think just focus on what we got. Just keep it as simple as possible. Just perfect it even better than it is. So that's the goal. And then if we succeed, like I was saying, then we would just keep Jaira Kings the same. Then we would do the actual, just like a whole different name, the Egyptian restaurant. Yeah. But that would be just one nice big one that would just be somewhere in downtown. That's the goal. Well, I want a rooftop. Like a- I want something that I can have people eat in here and then they, some people can sit on the top and smoke hookah and hang out because you can't have smoke with food inside. Right. So, man, if that's, that's huge in our culture. Yeah. Hookah, yeah. If that's something that comes to life, I very much want to experience that. I mean, I, I just love getting into any new cuisine, honestly, but the way that you guys have described it, the way I see your eyes light up when you talk about yeah. it, I'm like, I need to eat this food. Yeah, so, so someday... We're not putting your feet to the fire. We're not putting any timeline on it or anything, someday. but someday. That will come. Okay. That gives us something to look yes. forward to. In the meantime, okay. there's plenty of amazing yes. Euro to be had, yes. uh, Euro Kings. I got, uh, before we get out of here, I got two more questions for you guys that I like to have or that I like to ask just about every guest who comes on here. The first one is this. Uh, what is something that you think diners don't understand about the restaurant industry that you wish they did understand? Mm, that's a good question. Get a variety of answers when I ask this. So some that I wish they knew before coming in. With our food, is really not much for them to... They're just going to come ask me what it is. Or... It, it could be anything about the restaurant industry. It could... It, like, a lot of people say just the crazy hours or the bad comments that they get, like... Yeah. In anything where it's just like somebody walks in Euro Kings and they have no idea what your life is really like. This is your opportunity to tell them this is what it's like to be a part of the restaurant industry. A lot of people get mad when we tell them we're not opening at till three anymore. So they get like all like, oh, why? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, we're killing ourselves. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Midnight is the best I can do for you, which is still a lot for us. But really, we have a lot of people that already like, been there for sam's a lot of them did they just like us better now they like oh well, it's way better it tastes way better it's cleaner and this but the hate comments yeah, uh, that, they're gonna have haters no matter what the hate comments like it's okay like it's good for us to improve ourselves but they never complain about how our food tastes how our food like was like it's it was cold because there's a delivery ticket for 20 minutes to deliver it to a guy and then it's, what do you want me to it's do normal. about that? It's, it's gonna, it's gonna get warm. My like, fries are warm. soggy. Well, you traveled twenty minutes. What do you want me to do? Yeah, you ordered takeout <laughs> fries from yeah. half yeah. an hour away. And like, as soon as I get the order, we make it. So if the driver doesn't come right away, it's sitting there. That's what do you want me to do about it? I got orders to do. That's live people that are here. So, yeah, but if they're talking about their gyro meats is so thick, like we can, I can fix that. Like it doesn't have any salt. I can fix that. Like. 
tell me something I can fix. Like, I can't do anything about the delivery. Like, I, I really can't. So okay. I wish they understand, like, there is some stuff that's it's not our fault, really. And not everybody's going to like the sauce, you know. Some yeah. people are not going to like it. Crazy, crazy people. <laughs> but, I, but I think what, what you guys just said, like, the delivery is an excellent example of things that people don't understand. I mean, because you're using a third-party delivery service. As soon as you hand that food off, you don't know what's happening with it no. before the customer gets it. I yeah. mean, the, the delivery driver, it could slosh around in his car. Yeah, he he goes, could, picks up another order, drops it, off another exactly, order. Exactly, yes. It could yeah. be an hour before he delivers it, and you guys would have no idea. You no. gave it to him in the right amount of time. Yeah. and it's, Yeah. No, I, I really can't control it. I can't. I'm so sorry. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. The, and this is why I encourage most people, and I understand that there are circumstances where it, a timing issue or you've got kids or whatever that you can't come into the restaurant, but... I would always recommend Me too. make that drive, even if you sit are just eat there. Well, yes, sit down and eat there. But even if you have to get it to go, make that drive, get it yourself and take it. So you're at least controlling every variable. But yeah, it's yeah. so much better, better if you yeah. just eat the it there. Eat I have a few customers that know the restaurant really well and they leave me comments and I have like sauce on the side so they can heat it later on. And oh, eat it. Like, there you yeah, go. That's, that's very well. Yeah. And we do that. Yeah, yeah it's a good Whatever idea. Whatever they ask, we do. But Some people like grill the onions, grill this. We do whatever they okay. want. Whatever. Okay. Other restaurants probably charge them more or stuff, but we just do it. You guys are chill. Yeah. All right. I got to get you out of here on a positive question. What's yeah. your favorite thing about being a part of the restaurant industry? Seeing people happy and telling us your food is great. I <laughs> love it so much. When they tell me that, that makes me like know that my hard work is paying off. Is that just like an adrenaline shot? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It really is. I'm bringing people and I'm coming back. And, and they don't lie. So they do come back and <laughs> bring do. people. Yeah. So it makes me happy to see that they love the food so much and they really mean it when they say it. Yeah. So that means a lot. That's really cool. Well, I mean, listeners, I think you can tell I'm a, I'm a big fan of this place. Um, I mean, and it is like basically 100% approval rating from what I've seen. And I can I understood why when I tasted the food, but now talking to you guys and kind of getting the backstory behind it, hearing your passion for this food, hearing that, you know, it it's mom's recipes. It's something that has, it's in the family. Like yes. there's a reason that this tastes so good. And I'm a huge fan of Euro Kings. Highly encourage anyone listening or watching, go check these Thank guys you. out, go pay them a visit Thank and stay tuned because... If there is, you know, more locations or some Egypt, Egyptian restaurant in the future, we're all here for that, too. Yeah, you'll be first to know, man. All right. Yeah. For sure. Thank you so much, yeah, guys, for you. taking thank the time. This, this is a Sunday. This is their one day off, <laughs> and they chose to come and give an hour to hey, this little you, podcast. I'm so, so grateful. Oh. Thank you for everything that you've we're done and for, for your you time today. Thank and you. we know it's your day off too. So thank you for doing this for us, especially too. Yes. It's yeah. truly my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank man. you. All right. Omar, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Media Production.